Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know, being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Runaway. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today and a very complete show for you today. And by the way, for the information that you guys had asked me for, I went ahead and hunted down the two videos, the videos on the judges and, and minority control of the United States via the Supreme Court, as well as the, the, the video on pricing power. So I'll, I'll definitely get to the judges video. If, I, if it seems like we have enough time, I will also do the, um, the video on pricing power. I, I actually prefer the video on pricing power. It's a bit longer, but what, what happens is that video kind of shows uh, exactly how uh, it's, the system is used to uh, really take away uh, the, the, the wherewithal of the American people. And I think it's, it's something that a lot of people don't generally get, but we will talk about that and, and a lot of other things that we have to get uh, busy with. Anyhow, title of the show today. What is the title of the show today? Let me go ahead and bring that up and put it on the screen. Title of the show today is Liz Winstead, the show, the daily show creator, speaks on election 2020. Scaramucci, Trump loses big, and more. Daily show co-creator Liz Winstead discusses election 2020 and AAF event uh, and about a big AAA event that she wants to get out there and make sure that people are aware of it as they stand in the lines and all of that. Uh, Scaramucci gives his thoughts on the impending Trump loss and more. What are the topics that we're covering? First, the first video is going to be about Biden's stump speech hits most of the points to get him away, get him way over the top as he effectively scorches Trump. Anthony Scaramucci says that Trump will lose. Unlike most, he believes Trump will be gracious and leave without drama. And you'll see why he believes that's the case. We revisit the video our members asked for on Republicans using judges to maintain minority rule. And Liz Winstead discusses election 2020 and a major event, a major event, I must be dyslexic, a major virtual event her organization, Abortion Action Front, is having throughout uh, the election day. Vote No Joke is a virtual event featuring amazing stand-ups like Jerry Yang, Judy Gold, and Baron Vaughn, where for 12 hours straight, they will entertain voters as they wait out the long lines at the polls through comedy on November 
third. I thought I had a link attached to that. Apparently, when I did the link, something happened and it went away. I'll fix that. And she's going to get her own blog where I describe the event as well. So I'll do that after the show. After the show and after I ride my bike. Today, after the show, I'm going on a very, 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 very look to find. Oh, wait a minute. New Facebook GUI. <laughs> yeah. Facebook has a new GUI. I've been using it for a while. It takes some getting used to. Anyhow, folks, so let's go ahead and get started with El Señor, El Señor Biden. I want you to listen to uh, what Biden is talking about. But beforehand, let me just tell people hello. Bruce Pollard, hello. Vote now and in person. You know what, Bruce? I'm glad you said that because that is how I wanted to start the show. And since I was doing a whole lot of stuff, I didn't. Folks, today is the last day to early vote in Harris County, in Texas, in Texas. So please, it ends at 7. If you are in line... They must allow you to vote. So please, everybody, everybody that wants to vote early, and if you can, you should so you can find out if there are any problems. Please go vote today. Please get others to vote today. If you have already voted, volunteer to take somebody to vote with you. If you are uh, likewise, please consider being give your phone to somebody and say, hey, even if the lines are long, I will be there for you. If you need to go for a bathroom break, I will stand up in your place until you get back. Let's help each other. If somebody calls me today and tells me, Egberto, after the show that is, and I ride my bike, Egberto, after, uh, after the show, I want you to come and uh, I, I need to get a bathroom break. I'll go over there and stand in line for them until they get back from their bathroom break or their snack break or whatever. Folks, this election is existential and we don't just want a win. We want a blowout. We want a, rebe- a repudiation of Trumpism and we want a mandate. A mandate that will ensure that we can make the changes the middle class in this country needs. So please, I implore you, I beg you, I Everything that is beg, implore, ask, all of that. I'm asking you to please go out there and let's do our civic duty and go out there and vote. Vote and vote and help others to vote. All right. Uh, here is the interesting thing. I just, want to, I, I just want to show you what happens when you listen to the wrong news media, right? All early indicators are looking great for Trump. Leftists should stock up on tissues. Those are the indicators, right? Everybody, the the, the polls are available to everybody, including the Fox News polls. Take a look at them and take a look at who has already voted and take a look at the ground game that's being put on not only by the uh, Democratic Party, but by all all, all the other groups. Take a look at what Donald Trump is saying after he tells his people he's going to win. Of course, you know, he's a liar in chief. He lies more than anybody else. The idea that they have a lot of people out there saying, oh, get ready for your tears is to try to scare you into believing that it's not going to go well. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, let me tell you, we are going to win big. You need to keep going out there and vote. And on election day, you wear your mask and go out there and vote. You are going to be a part of one of the biggest landslides in a long time. But to make that a reality, you have to be out there. A lot of people, don't say landslide, you're going to stop people from voting. If you don't vote 
and you stop what is supposed to be, it's on you. I am continuing to say a landslide because what Americans feel right now dictates that they want a landslide. Now, if they don't do the job to accomplish that, it's not me saying it's a landslide. I should have very little impact on an election as far as whether you decide you want to go or not. What I can do is implore on you the importance of going to vote. So please, go to vote. Let's guarantee this landslide. Let's guarantee this landslide because we're going to win big and we're going to make the changes that need to be made so that never again in this country we can have 10 years of minority rule. 10, 12 years of minority. Actually, it's 10 because the first two years we didn't. The first two years of Obama we did. But ever since, it has been minority rule, meaning minority creating problems for everything because they care nothing about people. They just care about their wealthy benefactors. Okay, listen to Brother Biden. I think he's very good and he's getting very good in really isolating the facts about Trump and making it clear in the right kind of language. And I think this one is going to sit well. Now, I didn't, I didn't get to the entire speech where he actually tackled things like police brutality and all that good stuff, but this is good enough for what, I'm, what I want to display so far. So check this out. Donald Trump refuses to listen to science. He politicizes the race for a vaccine. Instead of planning for its safe and equitable and free distribution, he refuses to provide schools and small businesses the resources and national standards where they can open safely and stay open. But I'm going to bring together Republicans and Democrats to deliver economic relief to working families and schools and businesses. The Congress has already passed this legislation. It's sitting there. But he refused. He got spent all his time this summer in his golf course bunkers or down in the White House bunkers. Think about it. I've been around for a while. I bet even Senator Grassley would have to acknowledge that I don't ever remember any president in a crisis where there's a disagreement in the House and the Senate between Democrats and Republicans. Didn't even try to bring them together to deal with this. The House back in May passed the HEROES Act, which would allow businesses and schools to open safely because it costs money. You need sanitation. You need ventilation. You need masking. You need distancing. You need separators. It all costs money. But instead, one in six businesses is now out of business because they won't act. I've said before, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Even before the virus, Donald Trump had already blown it. He inherited a strong economy from Barack and me. But like everything else he inherited, he squandered it. He squandered it, frankly. I've dealt with guys like Trump my whole life. So have you. Guys who think because they have a lot more money that they're better than you, look down on you. I know, I acknowledge I got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Coming from an Irish Catholic neighborhood where it wasn't viewed as that being such a great thing. 
When I read something about how if I'm elected president, I'm going to be the first non-Ivy League person to occupy the White House in a long time. Well, guess what? Like somehow I didn't belong if I didn't go to the Ivy League. Look, I'll say it about time. It's about time that a guy from a state university is able to sit in the Oval Office. Because if I'm sitting there, you will be too. If I am sitting there, you will be too. He, he hit all those, uh, those necessary numbers. He hit all those necessary things that people like to hear. And that is what was so good, so good, so good, so good. Anyhow, um, let's go ahead now and listen to Anthony Scaramucci. For those people who think, for those people who sit down there and think that on the inside, somehow there's some another magic widget that Donald Trump is going to come up with to win. I mean, people are already taking making exit strategies. Here's uh, Scaramucci on how he thinks Trump is going to get out get out of there. Donald Trump refuses to listen to science. He there, I feel like every once in a while the rallies are where he puts himself on the couch. Uh, and you do hear him muse, and 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 some of these asides I think are are real thoughts here. Um, but the fact that he's talking about it is, I think, his, well, you know him well. I feel like it's his way as he's figuring out how to work through all of this. And listen, the guy, the guy always channels. He's always giving you a tell. Uh, the tell is you're not going to hear from him again. The tell is he may disappear for a while. Uh, you know, when he thought he was losing last time, he was getting ready to go to Scotland uh, to p- play at his golf course. Uh, and so we'll have to see what he does, but he's going to lose. I mean, if you just look at the magnitude of the data, I say that as a capital manager and not somebody that's biased. I'm just looking at the data, 25 million additional uh, voters coming into this. It's a staggering number. And uh, you know how registration works in the country. The minority registrants are the Republicans. There's more independents and Democrats. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats know that they're dragging independents with them. And so he's going to lose. He knows he's going to lose. And I think he's just trying to figure out if there's one Hail Mary strike on that map that he's looking at. But it's just a very different race from 2016, which is why he's mm-hmm. doing that self-therapy at those rallies. Look, he's, you know, for what it's worth, he's in the right region to try to find his Hail Mary. Let me ask you this, Anthony. What do you, how will he handle this in public if he is the losing presidential candidate? You think he's gonna invite Joe Biden to the White House? You think we're gonna see the the two, a president-elect Biden and a President Trump sit next to each other on the big yellow chairs there? Yes, I I absolutely 100% think that. I know I'm the contrarian on this. But just remember something about the president. When he does a news search, he's searching T-R-U-M-P. He's not searching USA. He's definitely not searching (laughs) Y-O-U. He could care less about Y-O-U. And so that is 100 percent in his best interest uh, to do that because he's got investigations going on in New York, New York City, possible investigation at SDNY. And he's going to need the vice president's help as president-elect. And so I predict all of that smoke and bluster about not accepting a peaceful transfer and all that stuff's going to go by the wayside. They'll be remarkably conciliatory and out of character 
Chuck, because it's in his self-interest to do so. He's going to need to cut a deal with the Biden administration at some point uh, in the next two years. Yes, because he's going to jail. So he's going to have to hope for some sort of sort of a presidential something, you know, not a pardon, but maybe. Hey, Biden, could you have them go easy on me since I'm, I'm going to leave? I'm not going to activate my my radical uh, white supremacist. Could you please go ahead and help me out here? Please, 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 please. I'm kidding. I just kidding. Just kidding. OK. Anyhow, folks. Uh, so um, it turns out that yesterday I was explaining how. Republicans understand that they are a permanent minority under their current con- uh, construct. And as such, the only way they can rule is t- all the shenanigans given to them by the Constitution, which, to put it bluntly, has many aberrations in it that allow for the powerful to rule. It was done by design. You know, everybody always talk about the wonders of the Constitution and what not realizing what we were watching over the decades were the wonders of good human beings. People who didn't, who were, for the most part, good in spite of what the Constitution allowed them to do. But the Constitution has always allowed some crazy things for the powerful to do. And Donald Trump was just the one that had the pelotas to consider exercising them. Things like when it gets to the House instead of it being a population per person base vote for who would be selected president if we can't figure it out it's by state which means since a lot of small small states are more represented than i mean the constitution is not a democratic document it's not a representative democratic document either they say oh republic a republic is a, rep- a rep- representative democracy a, re- a democratic republic represent it's not representative if idaho has to senators and california has two senators it is definitely not representative because what you have is the people in idaho has a lot have a lot more power than the persons in california so this is the this is what i was talking to you guys about when you asked me to find the video this is a video that i did and let me go ahead and present it to you i'm robert conti chief of the metropolitan police department unfortunately traffic fatalities are up in the district and i need your help to reverse this trend Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. You and then we'll take it on the other side. That piece that I played on the Constitution. When we talk about the merits of the Constitution, what I wanted to do with that argument about the Constitution and what Trump via McConnell is doing 
with the Supreme Court, with the district courts, with the circuit courts is to explain something important to you. It's not enough for us to go out there and just say we want to win the presidency or we want to win this Congress seat or anything. We have to change the mold of the country, the psyche of the country, because there's so much that they know that most people don't. Like when McConnell is playing with the Supreme Court and playing with the district court and playing with the circuit court, a lot of people sit back and they don't think it has much impact on them. We are trying to establish a more perfect union. We are trying to establish a system that works for everybody, which means we no longer allow a plutocracy to take it all. But you know what? The American population is wising up, but they are already preparing for a wise population. And they're using the Constitution to prepare for that wise population. How so? Everybody who studied their government classes understand there's a judiciary, a legislative, and a uh, executive. The legislative makes the laws, the uh, executive executes the laws, and the judiciary interprets the law's constitutionality. Well, if we are going to win all these new elections, and we are going to win the presidency, the only help the plutocracy could possibly have is the only undemocratic portion of the American system that was designed constitutionally. And that is the judiciary. The judiciary can take any piece of law that the legislative branch passes and the executive branch affirms and say a corporation who now owns all these judges can now say, well, that law is unconstitutional and it then cannot be implemented. We already have gerrymandering that has made the country a country that's not ruled by most. California has probably 40 million people or more, however million they have. And someone of the Dakotas have a few hundred thousand. And both of them get two senators. Wow, that's a lot of power for a little bit of people. And now the Supreme Court is preeminent. The Supreme Court is... is undeniably the most powerful branch of the government and a lot of people don't tell you that they always talk about oh we have this this every the checks and balances there ain't no check against the supreme court unless we're going to then implement the difficult thing of call that's called impeachment but constitutionally you can only impeach judges with either three-fifths or three-fourths three i don't remember the number which means you have to have a hell of a supermajority in congress to do what you have to do so folks the way they intend to destroy the Roman intelligent middle class is to do the constitutionally undemocratic thing, and that is to use the courts. And then with that, there's I'm gonna play, I think I have time for the price and video. So and price and power, you always hear me talk about price and power, right? And that is they want to maintain a, an economic system in such a manner that they can always screw you. And the insulin story that I am gonna play here uh, is is ways but i want to also tie it to the price and power so check it out our system is designed so that you will never be able to accumulate wealth because as soon as you're making it it's taken away from you and this is how it works my brothers and sisters the meme that my brother sent me said this humalock insulin released in 1996 remains unchanged since its release but its price increased 1700 percent or more since then from $21 a vial to $275 a vial. An average one-year supply, that's 36 vials, has gone from $750 to $13,500 with zero changes 
to insulin. Gouging Americans for a life or death drug has consequences as noted at MedBedge today. One witness at the hearing, Paul Grant of Gloucester, Maine, described the process he went through to get insulin for his 13-year-old son who has had type 1 diabetes for four years. Grant noted that his employer doesn't provide health insurance, so he is paying for it himself through the Affordable Care Act's insurance marketplace, which is very expensive and very complicated. With his high deductible plan, Grant spent $2,500 on diabetes supplies for his son in 2017. He had been paying $300 for a 90-day supply of Humalog. That seemed like a lot until this past January when I called to refill my son's Humalog prescription. It was going from $300 to $900 for a 90-day supply. I kind of went into a panic mode, he said. He bought a 30-day supply at Walmart for $322 with a coupon until he could figure out a plan. Grant is now buying insulin from a Canadian pharmacy, which charges $295 for a 90-day supply, including shipping. For comparison, last week he looked up the price of a 90-day supply of Humalog at Express Scripts. It would cost him $1,500. Cory Booker, the guy everybody's loving right now as he's running as a Democrat, he voted to say Americans cannot go to Canada or any other country to bring the drugs in, even though they know the pharmaceuticals are terrorizing Americans with their pricing schemes. A recent survey found that one of four type 1 diabetics admitted to rationing insulin at least once due to cost in the past. Folks, this is what I call legalized murder. When there was no cost increase in product and you'd multiply the price 1,700% and in the process people have to go without and die. That is legalized murder. If I voluntarily cause your death, it is at least involuntary manslaughter. That's what pharmaceuticals are doing to Americans every day for patents they don't even own. This is the part of the blog I really want you to understand. That was a story of insulin. That was a story of companies being able to price the market. Here is what I want you to hear now. It is easy to understand why the increase in price of drugs has life or death consequences in the immediacy. What is not immediately apparent is how this mechanism, this economic system by design is intended to rob you blind. Insulin is an old medicine over a hundred years old. There is no patent on it. Worse, as noted in the article above, it was virtually placed in the public domain. Therefore, it should be one of the cheapest drugs on the market. There is a virtual monopoly in companies selling the product. They determine the price. The private sector determines how much they will force you to pay for a drug you must have. Pricing of any product in our economic system is based on a corrosive concept known as whatever the market will bear. Whatever the market will bear. And what will the market bear? Here's the thing, folks. Understand the concept of what the market will bear. All of your income plus your total credit wor credit worthness, how much you can borrow. That is what the market will bear. In other words, we won't allow you to accumulate wealth. We will take whatever we can from you because we have price and power. Sadly, the reality is that corporations whose fiduciary responsibility is to their shareholders and their huge undeserved salaries will keep raising prices until people are simply unable to afford what they are selling. If it is something they must have, Americans will spend up to their limit to get it. And what is their limit? All of their income plus all the credit they can get. All of your money, you cannot accumulate wealth. That is what our economic system does to you right now. The tenets of the current economic 
economic system are predicated on this behavior that effectively prevents us from saving. It makes us entities that are nothing but conduits of our income. Our, the regular people's income, used to create the increasing wealth of a few, those who determine prices, the plutocrats. You don't own a factory. All those that own the means of production, the private sector, the corporatocracy, they determine what the market will bear. And the market will always bear your total income plus your credit worthiness. Remember that, folks. It's by design that you cannot accumulate wealth. Anytime you talk about those stockholders and the, the stockbrokers, that's not for you. That is for the 10 to 20%. Yes, yeah, some of you have a little share here and a little share there. Those are peanuts. They're there to take your wealth away. If you doubt me, look at your own bank account. In the past, when we made taxes very high on income after a million, there was no incentive for the legal robbery of the American people through predatory pricing because the ill-gotten gains were recycled back to the we the people via taxes. People always say, well, why have 90% tax rates on your income? Well, what it does is the reason that person in corporate America can make hundreds of thousands of dollars is they have price and power. And they price their products higher than needed so that that money gets funneled right back to them. Their take That high salary that they make is your money. Whenever a price goes up when the cost of the product doesn't, that is just a corporation saying, you know what? I want to make more money. I'm going to take it from you and give it to the shareholders. Remember, everything else stayed the same. Insulin didn't go up in price. They determined that they wanted more money for their shareholders and more profits for the executives. So what they did, they take the people who had zero price and power and they took that money understand the concept of how this economy functions it is designed the market will bear remember those words as politicians on the take started reducing and eliminating taxes the results are clear our colleges are more expensive than they should schools are underfunded our infrastructure is deteriorating 80 percent of americans are living paycheck to paycheck but a few people get extremely wealthy not on their worth or work not on their worth not on their work, but their manipulation of prices, the pricing power, the pricing power, the means of production in the private sector, the pricing power. When unregulated, the pricing power comes for your money. The pricing power takes your disposable income. The pricing power makes sure you cannot win. The pricing power means you will never, ever be able to develop wealth. And that is what I'm talking about. I did that one, I think, last year or, er or earlier on with um, at KPFT 90.1. And that is what we have to realize. It's all a con. And what, what we've been indoctrinated into thinking this is the way the system is. This is the only way the system should be when there are ways to mitigate sectors of capitalism that eats itself. There are ways to mitigate that. Anyhow... Uh, beforehand, uh, it's time for my little interlude here to go ahead and tell you guys, please become a member. If you are on YouTube right now, please go ahead and click that join button and become a member. We have a lot of perks in there. Just click on it. Click join. Become a member. If you, do, if you become a member during the show, I will get a little flash and I'll be able to salute you like I did three people yesterday. Uh, so please consider hitting that join button. If you are on any other network, Facebook, Twitch, or Periscope, here is the link. Uh, the link is, I'm just putting it in the feed, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. If you're on also listening to us on podcasts, go to 
politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. You can also uh, support us via Patreon. That is Patreon. It is politicsdoneright.com. Policy uh, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. P A T R E O N. Politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. P A T R E O N. Of course, we sub- you can support us via PayPal as well. That is, uh, whoops, that is politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. By the way, you can get our book at the store as well. Politicsdoneright.com slash store. You can get our t shirts. You can get our face mask, all that good stuff to help promote and move this show forward. Help us fund this show as we, uh, as we go. By the way, that book that you see there, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right Wing uh, Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Uh, here is the link for that. That's the Amazon link for that. But you can also get the book at our stores. And these are the books that you'll get at the store as well. How to Lose Weight and Be Fit Now. You know, I've had my weight problems. I've solved them. Uh, this is the other book, which is, as I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. And, of course, my new book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Neighbors, Your Right-Wing fa- Relatives, Neighbors, and Friends. Folks, All everything that you put there goes to keep us running and keep this show going. Okay, let's go ahead and get to uh, my good sister here. I love this woman. I, I used to see her every year at Netroots, Netroots Nation 2000. And I think 2018 was the last time that I saw her, but she is great. Check it out, and we'll take it on the other side. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. We have a very, very special guest for you today. Liz Winstead is an American comedian, radio and television personality, and blogger. A native of Minnesota, Winstead is the co-creator of the Daily Show and served as head writer. And now she is the founder of Abortion Access Front. Liz, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today? I am so great. Thank you so much for having me, Egberto. Absolutely. But before we get into one of the reasons you're here, because you're going to have a very special thing going on, I want to talk a little bit about what you think about the political climate that we're in right now? What are your thoughts? I want to kind of pick your brain. I remember in the old days, you used to be out there at, uh, with us at Daily Coast, at the uh, Netroots Nation, doing the morning show and keeping yep. that place all revved up. How are you doing? Uh, with, what, what are your thoughts on, on the politics these days? You know, I feel really excited and energized since 2018 mm-hmm. and really watching how people reimagine the midterm elections they understood what it meant uh watching black and brown young folks get elected young folks you know but like i they are young everyone's younger than me it feels come on now Um, you're still young young i am i'm young at heart but you know and just watching people demand more and demand excellence and you know we've we've we live in a country that was you know the foundation is white supremacy and the notion of just sort of handing power to those who are uh, assume they ha- deserve it rather than have earned it. And to watch really interesting people challenge that notion and take no prisoners and demand uh, not only a seat at the table, but demand that that table gets smashed and that a new table is built with the people and the voices that live in the, in the world and in the country makes me feel really hopeful. Um, I live in Brooklyn and I live in Minneapolis. I, I split my time and the, I live in Ilhan Omar's district. 
and uh, it was, it's very exciting to watch uh, a woman like that. And also to watch a primary, it was interesting. This is just a little anecdote that I'll tell you that gives me a real hope is that Ilhan, who is a Somali, you know, daughter of Somali, Somali refugees, right? Um, wins a congressional seat in an 85% white majority congressional district. She was challenged in her race uh, by a moderate black Democrat. And the conversations that happened around Ilhan and her opponent were just about what do you want for your district, right? There, the, neither of them, there wasn't a race card played. It was like, we have two qualified people who come from backgrounds that are not of the standard white American traditional path, having conversations and debates about who's better for the district, right? And so that was a really cool thing to watch and gives me hope that we can see more people debating ideas and more, and then hearing through those ideas, uh, a variance of experience of how people walk the earth. Like, that's great. So I feel really excited. I feel excited. I am excited. I'm positive. I tell you what, sort of um, adding, adding on to that, you know, uh, the thing about it is as people live together, move around together and so forth, it's amazing that what you find is everybody realized we put on our pants the same way, you know, and the, the thing that, that the, the other side have to do, and when I talk about the other side, I'm talking about anybody that's trying to divide people, right, is they have to find all these little avenues for division because what people find out is we like being together. We like, we, we like you know, I'm from Panama. We like the salsa. The salsa is a whole bunch of different stuff, you know. That is what we like. Mm -hmm. And that the, the fight right now is to keep people from not doing that. That's why I love the work that you do. Because you, as you are doing your work, you're making us smile. Hell, the creator of The Daily Show? Come on, man. You know? Well, I think sometimes it's easy to break down or it's easier to digest issues when you can lay out hypocrisy use some humor, you know, I often say, you know, why did it take the Lincoln project, you know, people who were, uh, who are angry with the way that their party went, um, to have to point out hypocrisy in, in their own, you know, they, they go so far, but like, why is it that um, it, humor is not used across the board when it comes to pointing out hypocrisy and where it comes from, because, you know, it's, it's where, when you especially talk about access to abortion care and abortion rights, you know, the hypocrisy is so profoundly rich uh, when it comes to saying that you are pro-life. And then when you drill down the lives that they ignore, whether that's the lives of black and brown people being shot at the hands of police, whether that is, you know, brown children being caged at the borders, whether that is, you know, poor folks who are trying to get through coronavirus and not creating a plan for with which people can sustain small business owners. Like when it comes to when you say you're pro-life, it seems to be the lives that you are pro are uh, potential life in the womb, a fetus, uh, and bazillionaires. <laughs> if you're yeah. not, if you're not one of those things, your life is kind of not really considered. That, that is sad. I mean, but you know what was happy that Billy, Billy uh, Graham's granddaughter, her name is uh, Jerusha Duford, right? Uh, she came out and, and, and she said, uh, for me, pro-life does not me just mean 
um, life inside the womb? Duford reply, pro-life means different things as far as what we uh, just talked about at the border, health, just like you mentioned before, health care, uh, poverty, homelessness, all of these things show for me, if you are going to be pro-life, this is what you've got to do. This is a woman in the evangelical movement considered a pro-lifer. Mm-hmm. And I hate that word pro-lifer. I, I think do too. progressives I don't use it. Progressives are the pro-life people, in my humble opinion. I agree. You know, I, I think agree. You know, uh, and, and what she was saying is that, you know, evangelicals have got it all wrong because they seem to worry about that, blast, blast, you know, they, they think mm-hmm. about that, but they don't care much about people. Now, uh, again, you, you formed, uh, you're still doing your comedy, you're still doing all your good stuff, but you also formed this very important organization, Abortion Access Front. Yes. And I'm glad you just went ahead and named it with the word. because well, think, uh, Yeah, you got to say the word because if you don't, why don't you? You know, I often say, why is it that people will say, uh, oh, reproductive rights? And that's all fine. Um, but when we talk about what people are trying to legislate, they're trying to legislate access to abortion. Mm-hmm. And I don't have shame around abortion. I, I've had an abortion. I feel like if we don't try to talk about it and really understand that if one in four, you know, people that can get pregnant have had abortions and will in their lifetime and their, of their reproductive health, it's something that it, you know, someone, you love someone, you have been encountered, you yourself may have also, you know, had an abortion. And so if we don't talk about it and just return it back to its natural place, which is in a, a a litany of reproductive choices that somebody might make in their lifetime, um, we're going to just end up being on the defensive. And I don't like using hot button language that's been given to me by somebody who is judgmental about abortion. I shouldn't be using that language um, because it's, it, it often makes people who've had abortions and people who provide them um, feel othered. And, And I don't want the people who go to work every day, especially during a pandemic, providing this care for people to ever feel like they're doing anything other than uh, helping somebody with uh, one of the myriad of obstacles that may be in their life, you know? You know what is interesting? And, and you know, over, over a period of time, my understanding has gotten uh, so much better about it, not just being a progressive issue, but being an economic, a, 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 a huge economic issues not only about you know it's not only about the procedures not only about what women go through the economic portion is that uh this 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 thing that women don't have full control and i'm a man so uh, forgive me if i don't come across as i should but that somehow we should have command of what you can do with your body and worse in doing so it can have a material effect on your personal economy it just baffles the mind when you take a look at it from a very practical point of view. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? Well, it's, yeah, it's A, it's paternalistic. And it is also, you know, I thought that America or what America purports to do is to say that every single person uh, shouldn't, the government shouldn't get in any way of somebody's self-determination, right? That's up to you. Like you should be, the government should keep that path clear. And the clearest path towards your economic security and your self-determination is the assessment and decision 
that you can handle if, you know, handle having a kid or not, right? And so to put any uh, sort of roadblocks in front of that is saying that, A, you don't know what's best for you, which is uh, a really scary place to be because it's, it's saying that the government and other people should be able to control your decisions. And B, it's saying, you know, we're really not a country that wants to make sure that your destiny is yours. We're really a country that decides that you can think about some things up to a point, but the government is going to um, impose all of these, all of these regulations to get in the way of what you think is best for you. And that's pretty terrifying, especially when you think about like, there's not a single medical decision that is imposed upon people who can't have kids to stop them from having that procedure. Not a single one. You know what is interesting? I don't remember who the uh, politician was, who the congressperson was, but she, she uh, asked the question, can you name me one procedure again, or, or one law against men uh, that tries to control any part or use of their body? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this conservative just stayed blank. Mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. not come up with an answer. And, 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 and then you see what it's all about. And then you see what it's all about. And for me, and that's the whole thing, is we framed it as a women's issue for so long and we've, we've sort of put the onus on women. And, and part of that is sort of how did the language develop in this fight? And I think, you know, when we were first really fighting, it was kind of like, men, you need to just shut up. Like, we don't, you don't need to weigh in. We don't need you. You've enough. And, but then I think that on some level, uh, we, we should have done a reframe, you know, saying we need everyone's support to understand that we all want to work for the full agency of women. Here's the role men can play. You can support, you can uplift, you can make sure the voices of those who are uh, subjected to this um, are the people who are leading the way and leading the charge. And you can make demands saying if full autonomy of every person means something to me, Um, And so I will not cast a vote for somebody who is going to limit that for any citizen. So that is why I'm here supporting, right? So I think we need to get back to that kind of language so that men feel like they can be involved and, um, and give them, you know, super great ways to be involved so that everybody is fighting this fight. I, well, you know, I, I consider myself a complicit ally. So uh, taking command, taking command from women to say, hey, this is what you've got to do. And one of the things that I had got to do is as soon as I saw that you were having some special thing. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me, my love of what I do. It's going to take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. See what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org. I said, 
let Liz come and take command of politics done right and tell us what she is going to be doing on election day. So this is pretty great in the in the scope of, you know, everybody feeling very um, nervous about the lines and about what's happening. Abortion Access Front, a part of our work is we're, we're made up of comics and musicians and artists and activists who uh, before the pandemic, we were traveling around the country doing big comedy and music shows and then having conversations with the providers in the towns we were performing in and the activists so that our audience could learn what's at stake for reproductive access in their state. And then they could join right there with the locals on the ground, right? And so we've traveled around the country for five years. So we have great comedians who travel with us. So the comedians who travel with us, we decided if people are going to have to stand in line for hours and hours and hours, we wanted to ha keep, keep them there. And so at Abortion Access Front on our YouTube, uh, it's at, at AA Front on Twitter, on um, Facebook, and then on Twitch with Comedy Hub, we're doing a 12-hour stand-up comedy marathon from noon Eastern until midnight so that when you're standing in that line and you remember to bring your chair and your water and your snacks and maybe wear a diaper, I'm just saying, <laughs> you want to just really be on it and you're standing there, yes. you can pull open your phone and you can watch some of the best comedians in our country just telling jokes from start to finish live as a support for you to just stay in there and vote. Now, Liz, I, I'm going to post that on the, uh, after we air this, I'm going to also have a blog, a correspondent blog that will have all that information to try to, uh, to bring, bring folks and let people know about this, because you know what, they are going to be very well into, I don't know, if you guys ever seen her perform, man, uh, she's bad. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, it's no. really fun because we have like Alonzo Bowden from Whose Line Is It Anyway and Jenny Yang and Baron Vaughn and Guy Branham and um, the list is on and on and on of just Erin Foley, Deanne Smith, Jessica Kirsten. I mean, yeah, I mean, people who have Netflix half hour specials, people who are just like on series and have specials and are, are actors and comedians in their own right, Greg Proops. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so it's just going to be a super fun way to just watch because they're going to be giving shout outs to folks that are standing in line and just having a gas. So, you know, you can go and, and all the information will be posted, I'm sure, on your website so you can find it. But, Absolutely. Um, but let me ask you this. So are, are they going to be are they going to run to selective cities and and be in the line talking to people as well? Or are they going to be doing it at center location or how are they going to do it? So how we we organized it was it's, you know, comics have been one of the hardest hit groups of people. Musicians I know. Perform, right. And so. I feel especially honored that they're donating their time um, to be able to do this. So what, what, what it is, is people who have comics who have produced shows, usually in live venues from around the country, um, that show is going to be uh, an internet show. Okay. So there's shows that are out of Atlanta and shows that are out of LA and shows that are out of New York and shows that are out of Chicago and all these different cities that produce these shows. So each um, each one of these shows has taken an hour throughout the day. Right. And the we have a, we have a graphic that gives the whole lineup and it's all listed. And so it's, uh, you can see all the people who are performing, you can go in and out. And if you've already voted and you're sitting there biting your nails because you don't know what else to do with yourself and you've eaten your weight in, you know, Funyuns and ice cream, you know, take a break and watch, uh, and you can just watch for a minute and like 
feel connected because I think people need to feel connected on election day in a myriad of ways. I think they need to feel connected. But, you know, the other thing that, well, I think your comedy is going to bring them some levity. I think it's going to make them kind of pacify them also. But my show, no, what we're trying to do is we're trying to tell people don't freeze. When I say don't freeze, I mean, don't sit down there and and panic. We've got this. We just Mm -hmm. have to execute it. We've got this. We just That's have right. to execute and having folks like you making it easier for people. I think that is just wonderful that we can actually go out there and do what we've got to do, you know? Well, and I think it's great to, for folks to really tap into to like, what is it that I have uh, to offer? You know, and I think there's, a, I can gather all these really cool people and do this show. Other people are like, well, maybe I'm don't have the mobility, but I can like, um, you know, bake something and bring it down, or I can just, you know, cheer people on, you know, it's kind of like, I, I look at it like a marathon and all the different ways that people support marathon runners. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that give them the water. There's like bands that are set up in all these little spaces. And I think there's, I wish that we could, if it wasn't coronavirus, I guarantee you, we would have done a live right. um, out there in the, in the swing States situation. But, um, you know, there's just, there's so many things involved with what's happening now and travel and everything that, you know, some communities just don't have like full on comedy communities that right. they can tap into, but, um, you know, the ones that do have really stepped up. So but uh, not, yeah. not, not only that, I mean, uh, I think in the way that you're doing it, you're showing the responsibility that we hope more, more people would show. And if more people showed that responsibility, this, we wouldn't be in this crazy state that we're in right now. I mean, because we're i mean it's just horrendous you know yeah it's just horrendous but uh any anyway um is there anything that you want to add to uh before anything that i hadn't asked you that you want to say egberto why the hell didn't you ask me this no i think that it was really fun you know i just think that uh you know the one thing i just want to say is no matter what happens in this election we have work to do and uh if you're somebody who cares about reproductive health rights and justice and you're looking at this election and whatever way it goes abortion access front has a an incredible uh volunteer program and all these programs that are in place that people can sign up and help because there's things that we need to do on a local a local level that are really important because um if we have a supreme court and lower courts that are full of people who have been installed in a way that are not looking out for the civil liberties of people like you and I, uh, we have to make sure that we work really hard to uh, make sure we don't elect politicians on a state and local level that are going to put laws in place that are going to um, really affect the way we live, the way we vote, the way we breathe, and the way we, um, you know, access our businesses. So, yeah. You know, uh, Liz, you just brought up a very important uh piece of information now we do uh, you do a lot of funnies but that you just gave something and i think that is most important let's say that roe versus wade gets overturned for some reason the fact that you build infrastructure in states it then becomes a state's rights issue Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. can force your local politicians to do exactly what the federal government was doing before so thank you for bringing i mean i think i think it's important for people to understand that because it's no longer national, they have not lost their power. That's right. And I think that that is, and, and it's easier to change hearts and minds, you know, when you are face-to-face in your community, when you're with your neighbors and with your family and you're talking and, 
And those are the things that like, you know, that's how it works. Storytelling and all of that stuff is really important. And so state and local politics is where all this happened. You know, this, you know, you're in Texas, you know what happened all the way to the Supreme Court at, and, and when all those horrible laws happened and Wendy Davis stood on that floor. Yes. You know, Barack Obama was our president. You know, that yes. was, a, that, and, uh, and what happened in Texas, what a lot of people don't know, 26 other states passed that exact same law. And, and it was just like, people were unprepared, right? And so just watching that stuff is like, is what we really need to look out to see and do. So you have the power in your hands at home. Let's really strengthen our communities so that we don't go through a court system that has been stacked against us. Liz Winstead. The, the co-creator of The Daily Show and the founder of Abortion Access Rights. Thank you so kindly for having been Thank you on so Politics much for having me. Right. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Anytime. You take care, okay? Thank you so much. We, all right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, talking to Liz. I hadn't seen her in a, in a year or so. Actually, actually, I think it's more like a couple years because... Things have been crazy with uh, coronavirus this all this year. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, folks, uh, we are coming close to the end of the program. Let me run through and salute all my great people here. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Jacoby G, como estas hermano? Welcome aboard. Tank 28, creating trouble as usual, but welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. Uh, Michael, I see. let me go to the top because I, I don't think I saluted... So they want to go through and drill through your 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 sinuses and scrape it. Ah, uh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, well, at least uh, you, you, you know, yeah, that's gonna be fun. I've known people who've done that before. All right, Bridge MCCP Politics and Right. Watched it last night. Documentary changed the mind on getting rid of electoral college safeguard. Uh, let's see. I'll check that out. Uh, check that out. I'll check that out. I hope. Yeah, I'll check that out. But we. I'll I'll see what it has to say. Uh, let's see. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Tank to it. I got you already. Daniel Lado, welcome aboard. Daniel says early indicators are looking great for Trump. Ha <laughs> ha! I love, I love, I love that. Talking about alternate state of reality. Uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, missing some. Nanette Bird Smith, vote, vote, vote. I'm with you, Nanette. I'm with you, Bruce Pollard. I don't, I don't interpret Fox as having Mr. Trump ahead. And Donald and, and Bruce gave us that link. Thank you, Bruce. That link was pretty informational. Uh, let's see. Let's see who else is here. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. My eyes are hurting. Doug Dillinger, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Lee says we need to address the Biden-China axis. Okay, guys. You know, please, NBC went ahead and found out where the story came from. Suggest that you read that and look at the corroborated information on that fraud that you guys have been trying to put out there. You know why it didn't stick? Because we didn't fall for the crap that the right always do to create false stories. We didn't fall for it this time. Our news media, or rather I should say the mainstream media for once didn't allow the right-wing lion machine to bring them on board. Thank you for doing that, my dear mainstream media, for a change, for a change. Okay, continuing, continuing to look for my new people. All right, let's see, let's see. I don't see, ah, let's see. Bri uh, Blair Halfley, welcome aboard. And I'm scrolling down. If I miss you, just throw me an extra email or a, a masticator, welcome aboard. 
Uh, let's see who else is here. I'll read the notes afterwards. Um, I got Jacoby G already. If I miss you, just drop it at the end of the message line and I'll then see you. I don't see anybody else, so forgive me if I missed you. Bridge MCP, nope, should, uh, should have thought of that before. All the onus is on the woman. Uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel says, Bridge, so you think men should have equal power to decide the fate of unborn children? Hell no. Men don't have to carry children. Women do. If you had to carry a child and your body and all your structures were dependent on, then you could have a say. But hell no, you don't have a say on any woman's body. Hell no. 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 Absolutely not. When you decide, when, when look, but there are ways around it, right? We, we've created a whole lot of stuff around this country. A lot of stuff. So we, uh, since science is so great, and we've loved to engineer food and engineer all these other things that we want to sell to people and to make it easier for corporations to create food. Let's start engineering men having the possibility of having the kids instead. And then, it, so if you want to have control of a body who is procreating, we can actually have a science, we can actually, with science, allow men to carry kids. And then they, they can sit down in the home and say, okay, John. Are you going to bear the kid or I am going to bear the kid? Okay, John, since we now have the technology, and I don't want anybody to tell me that's not natural because the food you're eating is not natural. I don't want anybody to tell me that's ungodly because if God allows you to do these things, as long as it's not killing some uh, born human being, it is okay. So whenever science goes ahead you know we can we can have we can convert bodies we can do all these things you know if if it were if 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 the bearer of children were men who were in control i bet by now both sexes would be able to have kids we would have engineered it you know we would have engineered it but anyhow that's my spirit. and by the way i let me just be frank with everybody i came from central america i have all the cultural diseases necessary to have been a chauvinist to be uh but you know what i learned i opened my mind to learn and in doing so i've been taught and corrected anyhow folks please don't forget to if you're on youtube please click that join button and become a member let's let's grow this movement just click that join button become a member please consider getting my book that helps fund what we are doing so uh, let me go ahead and give you the link to my book on Amazon that is that's the link on Amazon or you can simply get the book at our store which is at uh, politicsdoneright.com slash com I mean right politicsdoneright.com slash store politicsdoneright dot com slash store and don't forget to support our pay patron that is politicsunright.com slash patron my name is Egberto Willies this is Politics Done Right and you know how I end this baby I am what? Out we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet 
with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.